This episode is dedicated to the memory of Bill Treacher. Hello everyone and welcome to Wolford Weekly, your weekly EastEnders podcast, where this week we'll be discussing the episodes released on the BBC in the UK from Monday the 7th to Thursday the 10th of November 2022. Hope you're all well. I trust that you all are. My name is Alex and I cannot do this podcast alone. I must, I must, I must invite my friend Rob on. Hello Rob, how are you? Hello Alexander, very well this week. Thank you. How are you? Hello dear listeners and viewers. So hopefully, and I know, you know, cursing it and everything, touch wood, Put your head, Alex. It's the most wooden thing in the world. Such your head. Um, we are, that's it, knock, knock. Uh, we uh, should all be fine and dandy for video this week, which means that this calendar reveal that we've been waiting on my desk to be revealed since last week, the first month of this 12-month year, where I have never known who was who was going to be next, but I did know this month. So you, dear listeners, are the only ones that don't know, because yes, the this is their favourite part. The people who uh-huh. can't see this is absolutely <laughs> worse for them. It's the best bit of the month. So... We are. We were in October. Say goodbye to Dot and Nick, and say hello to. Got an Ethel, ladies and gentlemen. This was worth waiting for, wasn't it? Got an Ethel. Ah, now this must have been at the um, during the euthanasia episode, wasn't it? The big old grand. It certainly was. Yep, yep. Just the moment when Ethel asked Dot to kill her. She uh, asked also for a photograph to be taken by Pauline. So, you know, yes. it, was, it was a very important time for everyone. <laughs> Help me, daughter, make sure the light's right. There you go. Sorry, there we <laughs> Use are, the ring light. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, as, as Rob quite rightly said, for anyone listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any of your podcast apps, uh, although we tried to describe the photo, it's not as good as if you watch us on YouTube. Oh, that's a new one. That's, a, that's Weekly a new podcast. one. The whole clip's fallen off the wall this time. That's never oh, happened before. Rob's clip off the wall. <laughs> so, and also, you'll get to see Rob trying to put it back on the wall, which is normally a struggle in itself. It's uh, So, yeah, I mean, only one more, one more month to go, and then we don't have to worry about uh, Rob <laughs> breaking the calendar one last time. Oh. Um, while, right, yeah. while Rob is putting that up, I'm, as we dedicated the show... I'll get that sorted, uh, for, I'll get that sorted for next week. <laughs> we are dedicated the show this week to Bill uh, Treacher, yes. who uh, who sadly died on Saturday. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I just thought I'd share a little story that um, basically when we first started the podcast, because Rob and I... Uh, obviously been doing the podcast for a couple of years, but before Rob, there was Ben. And Ben and I, when we were first starting off doing the podcast, no, some guy, uh, when we first started off doing the podcast, we were, you know, getting interviews with people. And we got, you know, we got one Punk Mary um, and a few others. And uh, one of the people we asked to get an interview with was uh, Bill Treacher. Um, and we got in touch with his son and we were that close to getting an interview. But unfortunately, um, technology defeated us because Bill didn't feel very confident. <laughs> doing it over uh, a technology uh, I mean, at, at frankly the, the way our technology the way our technology goes <laughs> who can blame him but i was i was i was always um i was always excited to see uh arthur on screen as i've made, documented many a times he is my absolute favorite character on eastenders of all time if what? there was a tier list he would be above s tier he was my uh, favorite wow. character um what was it about because uh, yes i've heard you say this many a time but i've never actually fully on asked you what was it that made arthur arthur fowler Modest old Arthur Fowler, your favourite character of all time. What was it? He was just so real. He was just so he just like he was an everyman. He like tried his hardest to look after his family. 
he was um he lost his job and he just went through pillar to post to try to make sure his family were happy he had to pay for michelle's wedding that's when he stole the christmas money ended up going to, having the breakdown going to prison there's a wonderful scene when he's being interrogated by the police a really good scene where you can see him lying and his lies are unraveling and you just see his emotion as he's going through through the rigor and it's just everything everything about him was just perfect i just loved his character I, so much i did not realize because i was when i was watching uh, sort of news interviews and stuff this week about it i didn't realize that that episode where he has the nervous breakdown and like throws the christmas tree across the room i didn't realize that that was the same episode as the den and angie divorce thing i no, i didn't know that which is apparently apparently according to the news the news said this all right don't blame me if it's wrong the news said this that <laughs> it's I didn't realise that that was the same episode. Is it? I, thought, I, I figured you'd know more than... <laughs> I thought it was the episode when Pauline kind of figured out that Vicky was Dirty Den's child with Michelle. She sat on the other side of the bar and it cut to her finding out. And then you went cut to him. Uh, but then I could be wrong. I mean... It, it was a while. It was about three years ago when we rewatched the episode. Someone will know out there. Someone will know out there. But get in touch with comment BBC, below. According to BBC News, the episode mm. where Arthur has his I nervous mean, breakdown and throws a Christmas tree against the wall—that was the same episode as the Den and Angie. Uh, I mean, it probably things, is. Which was it's which a... was EastEnders' biggest ever viewing rating, like thirty mm. seventeen hundred million or whatever it was. So uh, <laughs> do let us know if we're wrong or right about that. But yes, there we go. Then sad, if, if sad, there's anyone's going to know, the BBC's going to know. But yes, I was very sad yeah. to get the news when you when you text me. Um, that's when I I kind of discovered at the same time as well because Rob was like, right, bad news. Let us know. <laughs> um, and I, I was there in my Harbinger of bad. Of bad news. That's my role in life. <laughs> Stopped, pulled over, had a look, looked at the news. It was very sad. Yeah. So I, I am sad to hear that news. And obviously, our thoughts um, and our well wishes go out to all of the family. Um, and uh, yeah, very, very sad news. But we have we have a week of EastEnders. We, mm. we move on and we go on to current EastEnders, which we'll now talk about next. We're starting with Lola's story then. Uh, she came out of hospital this week um, and Ben has been doing a little bit of Googling online and finding solutions to perhaps uh, cures or you know, sourcing other ways and treatments where Lola could perhaps still be saved from uh, her cancer. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it's clutching at straws. I, the sad thing is, is that Lola kind of admit, you know, kind of, realized that she you know perhaps she wasn't going to survive so she wanted to live the life that she had left and ben giving her the false hope similar to what jay last week had given her seems to kind of load his time trying to jumping on board and kind of getting along with it and i think this is a, yeah. this is a worrying time for her to kind of like decide that perhaps you know googling symptoms online isn't necessarily the right way of trying to yeah. find the solution sort to of, this kind of yeah. problem sort of deciding that she's going to be the miracle case that kind of stuns doctors mm. and statisticians everywhere, bless her. Although, having said that, I do feel that there is <clears throat> something in Loda at the moment that you can sort of feel that she also deep down knows that this that the end is coming for her, I think. Yeah. There's a, there's a sort of sadness there in the background, no matter how much sort of um, optimism she decides to throw at us, and Jay mainly. Um, you know, I think she still feels that something something is on the horizon for her. Uh, and she hasn't told Lexi about what's going on. So that's kind of like her next kind of big step and a big milestone in this to try and explain to, I mean, I don't know how old Lexi is, like seven or eight or something. Like, how do you explain that to a, a kid of that age? Like, it's impossible. Um, it wasn't a huge role part of the week this week. She came home and she's got sort of like a bandana on her head to kind of cover the scar at where the, uh, where the operation yeah. took place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
do love the guns. <laughs> Which is because then whenever they do like a, a cancer storyline, it's like they always put a scarf over their head so they don't have to kind of shave their hair. I know that prosthetics yes. and makeup and is a lot more realistic nowadays, but obviously in, in this case, they kind of, the actress probably thought, no, I'll just put a scarf around my head. It just always reminds me of Steph from Neighbours, this is a throwback, when Steph got cancer and she just had, for like a year, she just wore a hat all the time and the hats just got mm. more elaborate because obviously the actress didn't want to cut her hair down. I can see that kind of being. I thought that was. <laughs> I thought that was quite an in character for Lola, though. I feel like that's the sort of thing oh, yeah, she would yeah. do, like immediately cover mm-hmm. it up because she wants to go. Because well, one of the main worries about losing hair wasn't the fact that oh my god, I've got a brain tumor. Oh my god, I'm going to die. It's like I work as a hairdresser. How am I supposed to? How, yes, how can I do yeah. this job without you know? So I, I think that, that was that kind of worked. That, that worked quite well for her. I thought. Was she covering up also because not everyone, only her immediate circle, know about this? Mm. Not everyone does, do they? Because there was that scene between Sharon and Linda in the gardens yeah. um, when they were being a bit you know a bit talking about the dating and so on and so forth and yes. but, but they both didn't seem to they knew that lola had come out of hospital but they didn't know they didn't seem to know exactly the reasons yeah, because- why yeah, because Linda and Sharon were sort of in the, oh, well, oh, before they keep her in longer. Anyway, I've got this really thick guy for you to meet. Yeah. I, I think that both of them would have been a little bit more caring, especially Sharon. So, yeah, I don't think... But the only person that I think knows at the moment outside the immediate circle is Rocky, because Jay, Jay told Rocky a couple of weeks ago. So okay. whether that might sort of... And the apparent and Jay um, made Rocky promise that he wasn't even going to tell Kathy. And it feels unlike... Oh, no, because Kathy does know, because, you know, she's living with Ben. So, yeah, Kathy knows and, and Rocky knows. So... Mm outside of that i don't think a huge amount of the square knows at this point so obviously news will spread at some point um depending on how lola sort of adjusts to life outside of the hospital she's got to keep going back to hospital in and out um i think the doctor said to her last week so we'll kind of see how it goes um at the Mm. moment i think the story at the moment is sort of just her sort of kind of adjusting to it all and sort of trying to live her life normally and sort of hoping for some chink in the darkness what's of what's to come bless her it's all very sad. were you surprised it's a very sad were you surprised that more, more, more wasn't made of it though this week considering it kind of was it wasn't the main story last week either but there was more and you think that perhaps there might have been more explored this week or do you think there just wasn't time because it was just so dense with panasars this week yeah i mean maybe it was... perhaps yeah, it was quite Panasar heavy this week. Um, so it, it could. I mean, the thing is, like, where do you go from here at the moment? Because really, at the moment, the only kind of the only detail that we don't really know about this is essentially how long Lola has got left. And the doctors have eventually mm. let, essentially left her on a cliffhanger, didn't they? Which I didn't think was very fair. Like, oh, we'll let you know how long you've got left. All right, we don't know <laughs> at the moment. Let's <laughs> find that out as you know tests go on. So um, I think basically until she knows that the story is sort of as it is at the moment, and it's just sort of Lola mm. sort of hoping and everyone around sort of going it's going to be fine when everyone's kind of like i don't think it's going to be fine so Mm. it will we'll just have to wait and see but it's all very sad and i'm fully prepared for this to make my eyes wet because it seems like (laughs) it's got all the ingredients for that hasn't it it's gonna be very sad yes very very sad story so we we've alluded to uh linda and sharon's story and uh Mm. let's talk about that next so Linda was meant to have a date this week, but unfortunately her date didn't turn up. Uh, Alfie was able to take his place. I think actually it was Alfie who kind of saw him, thought he was not good enough for Linda and then told him to sling his hook. So, yeah. I don't think that's, that isn't quite what happened. Alfie, uh, like this guy just didn't turn up. And I think Alfie was sort of trying to save Linda's, Linda's face. Oh, Grace. And just sort oh, of, sort of say, oh, no, that's what, that's, yeah. Like, that's what happened. Yeah, no, he wasn't right to you. So I scared him off. And I think everybody in the pub knew that Alfie was talking absolute rubbish, but Linda kind of <laughs> appreciated it all the same. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, this was, this this was like a bit of, bit of uh, kind of fun, really. I, I didn't mind it. It's, Alfie is, 
kind of I, like, the question now is when do Alfie and Linda get together? Because that's obviously next on the next next on the agenda. Because I think there's a little bit of a spark reckon? between them now. Oh God, yeah. Well, God, because yeah. yeah, I see them. You're right. There was there seemed to, there seemed to be a spark there, but Alfie the only, Alfie seemed to be encouraging here her and Mick to get together again. And I mean, we don't know what the outcome is going to be at Christmas between Linda and Mick, you know, whether Mick does die or whether, well, you know, and whether Linda and Mick just go off in the sunset. I mean, you know, he has now officially um, uh, got engaged to Janine. He got on one knee. <laughs> so because, romantic. Oh, well, yeah. So well, romantic. Off screen wasn't so much, but on screen it was. It was kind of like, oh, you want to marry me then? Yeah, all right. Then. Yeah, I don't. Uh, but I, all honestly, for the purposes of Scarlet, Scarlet really wasn't it? Because Scarlet wants Linda, to call him daddy. <laughs> just, that was odd as well. Like Scarlet, Scarlet just walking in, going, "I'd like to call you dad," and Mick, Mick looks as amused and, and nonplussed as we all were. Um, yeah, I, I mean, honestly, Michael, for goodness' sake, like for a start, apparently he proposed her in the middle of a petrol station. Uh, and which mm. Janine was absolutely fine with, like Janine, because Janine, I think, is at the stage now where she's clutching so madly at straws to kind of fulfil this fantasy in her head that Mick is the one and only for her, and that he feels the same way about her when she knows full well that Mick would drop her at an instance if if Linda kind of gave her any sort sort of sign or hint. Um, so Mick sort of cements that by proposing upstairs in essentially his living room, which, like <laughs> just because Scarlett came in and said that about about wanting about wanting to call him daddy. Yeah. I mean, I almost feel sorry for Janine about how kind of sad this looks for her like she just looks desperate at this point which, it does doesn't I, it yeah. from the outside anyone kind yeah. of watching kind of thinks that like this is this isn't true is it this isn't real and even uh, mick's not convinced mick's not convinced really because it all took us a little talk with alfie to say you know you've got problems <laughs> honestly <laughs> Yeah, but, I mean, it's 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 kind of it's just kind of sad just to see this relation, this non-eventful relationship. Like you, you kind of wonder exactly what even goes on between in the bedroom between the two of them. Like, yes, they might be able to kind of have the odd little bumpy, pumpy moment, but it's nothing <laughs> like what. And Janine will go off into some mad realm of fantasy where she where she believes that Michael keep calling him Michael, where Mick is making kind of <laughs> true passionate love to her when she knows full well that, that isn't what's happening. And Mick is mm. kind of just trying to do his best to maintain what he guesses is just a normal relationship because Janine is the only other person that he's been in a relationship with apart from Linda and the fact that Linda is still kind of hanging around the pub um, it's it's just all it's it's all very sad and I do feel I, I know Janine is like uh, has been a vile person throughout this entire thing but it, this kind of goes back to sort of Janine's character of just like wanting you know all Janine ever wants is for someone to love her isn't it yeah it's yeah. basically her motive for a lot of what she does um, so to kind of see her kind of just grasping at all of this, it's, it just makes her look sad and desperate. So when she realizes this eventually, you know, when she kind of becomes aware of what exactly she is, she is doing and what she's being forced to do, that's when Janine is going to start getting dangerous around Christmas time, obviously, when, whenever Nick decides to play Die Hard. So, uh, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Oh, that still confuses me, that whole, like, that photo. It's going to be. Unless you know what you're, yeah, sorry. Oh, as I say, it's going to be the next uh, DVD reveal. You know, when everyone's kind of sat round, like everyone's going to sit around like the brandy. This photograph, Stacey yes, Max. yeah, this photograph's going to fall out, and like the whole square will know, <laughs> will understand everything that's going on. Uh, but I get, I do get in a weird way that unless you know what you're looking at or what you're looking for, which clearly Scarlett and Jimmy did, it's very difficult to really distinguish what that photo means. And I, 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 I know. I, 
I do love I do love a reveal like that, and I do love the fact mm. that it's kind of like been put in a DVD case and hasn't been mentioned since. Like you've not seen mm. Scarlet kind of every now and then opening the drawer, looking over, and then closing the drawer again. I do like that. There's that. Well, no one, no, well, no, oh, Scarlet knows it's there, isn't it? Yeah, but oh, it's, it's yeah. just like that. It's like that ticking time bomb thing, isn't it? Like we mm. know it's there. We kind of have a feeling of when it's going to go off. There's a little screen on this ticking time bomb that says twenty five, twelve, two, twenty two. <laughs> you know, we know when it's going to go off. Um, oh, <clears throat> but I, yeah, I, I mean, I can't wait for that all to go because at the moment this storyline is sort of just kind of treading water at the moment until the next until the big reveal start happening so it really is um, it's kind of just kind of just trying to get to it because yeah. really now that the, the only way the story's got to get to is the point where we've seen the photos leaked and revealed there's not really much yeah. more to it is there um but like you I, it's, it's funny that janine kind of what makes janine like janine is the fact that she's desperately trying to kind of like get her own way and everyone around her is basically aware of what janine's like but kind of like can't quite get out of it and so mick like yeah. you say if linda if linda literally went up to mick and said let's get back together again mick would drop her in in an instant um but mick's kind of like watching oh, yeah. from afar and seeing linda kind of being flirted with by alfie i suppose and got very jealous of the idea of her having these dates so it's, i mean it's... there is a lot to kind of yeah there's a lot to get out of this story though once the reveals start happening because obviously linda at some point is going to have to remember everything that happened during the car crash she's going to have some epiphany where she mm -hmm. remembers the fact that janine was the one that was driving it's like this sort of closed off memory it's been closed off all these months that she's going to have to remember at some point there's the issue of the fact that janine's pregnant like she's become she's been made pregnant for a reason I can't believe that it was just so that it was it, it was for us to believe that Mick would then instantly propose to her. But then at the same time, I'm still not entirely convinced that Janine is still pregnant or that she's going to remain pregnant for very much longer. Because she was talking this week about showing like, you know, I was kind of coming up, coming up to someone I'm going to start showing soon. Yeah, nothing to do with the fact that she's eaten 25 donuts per day. I was going to say four <laughs> donuts in one morning. I Mick mean, was, I can, the one cheeky one. Am I pregnant? Am I pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a fairly normal thing to do, if you ask me. Um, so, yeah, there's, and there's all this kind of, you know, Scarlet's Scarlet's part in it. There's also another return coming, which we, you know, we won't spoil in general discussion, but there's another big return sort of coming in the next few weeks. So how does that all kind of play into it? So there is a lot coming up with this storyline. And I'm sort of looking forward to the next stages of it, because at the minute it's sort of just Janine kind of just looking like some vamp and kind of just eating Mick's neck whenever she gets the opportunity just to show off to Linda which is all donuts but yeah yeah all donuts either Mick's neck or a donut one of the same thing in one way you think about it yeah absolutely absolutely but yeah I mean there was also another facet to this story which is that Kat has been encouraged by Jean to kind of like take that love route down um and uh allow Alfie to look after her kids so Cat's mm. off on holiday nice little break for Jesse yes. Wallace um and Alfie's <laughs> gonna be looking after the kids Alfie's gonna be looking after and, the kids for a couple and the of taxi weeks. office is Cat an idiot honestly. and the taxi office I know she's I a feel... fool she learns nothing she's been on the show how long she's been with Alfie how long <laughs> she's known Alfie how long and she's gonna leave him in charge of the one business that Cat's ever had in her life that's actually earning her some proper money she's gonna leave Alfie in charge of that she's gonna come back the place will be burnt down all the taxis will have flat tires there'll be two of them missing <laughs> But no, no, knowing Alfie, knowing Alfie, he'll basically run the business in two weeks. He'll run the business into the ground, yeah. find himself a Completely. huge amount of debt and then yeah. start a fire just to kind of like recoup the debt yeah. through insurance purposes. That'll be yeah. Alfie's storyline for the next And then Cat will come home early and just sort of <laughs> yeah. sneak into the back as the whole building explodes. That's normally how it goes. For ah, that's right. And then be mm. scarred for life, but then scars will somehow disappear and then never be seen again. You and know, Beauty took those scars away. <laughs> they Alex, did. That's what happened they there. did. They did. They did. Mm. But um, yeah, so um, I mean... Alfie has, hasn't really, 
Alfie is a good father, let's be honest, to his kids. Mm -hmm. um, but he has he has his flaws. Not all his own fault. Getting stuck on the Queen Vic roof wasn't really his fault, let's be honest with He's you. He's got more flaws than the Empire State Building, Alex. Come on, let's... <laughs> but would you trust your... After everything that's happened up until no. this point... Does it feel a bit like, yeah, no. that you trust Alfie with your business and your children? Or no, their children? especially no. when you know, especially when you know that, he, like, he's made it perfect. He's not lied. He said he's made it perfectly clear. I'm going to get you back, Kat. You know, I'm, and yes, you know, they had that least conversation with let's be friends. If Kat believes that, then she's even more of a fool than I thought she was. Um, mm. so, you know, so she knows full well what Alfie's real motives are. Um, so I don't believe that Kat doesn't think that Alfie still doesn't kind of hold a huge, like, Olympic-sized flamed torch for her. So, I don't know, we'll, we'll have to kind of wait and see where this goes. And at some point, Phil's coming back. We're, no, we, um, that's well, kind of we... the story's continued. Because Billy is, uh, like, currently yeah. walking around the square absolutely free, despite the fact that he's supposed to be currently on top <laughs> for a murder charge. So I don't know when that story's going to continue either. Well, so we might find out who Phil phoned in his car before Exactly. He who would it be? So that who mystery to... Maybe it's Bruce Willis to get his DVD back, eh? That'll be it. <laughs> That'll be the one. Can you imagine if Bruce Willis is the reveal? He, like, gets his DVD, opens it up, and the photo falls. <laughs> that would be amazing. I mean, anyway, but, yeah, I mean, anything can happen. Up. It is Wolford, after all. Anyway, from the sublime, we're now going to jump into the ridiculous with our next story. Right, so this next story, um, <laughs> we've had a quick chat before we start recording, and I think we've got mixed views on this. I Yes! hated it a lot because it didn't, didn't have purpose or place in my mind no i mean it kind of ended well with the zach and sam yeah. sleeping together they're kind of they on and off do they don't they they don't know if they want a relationship just yet zach's not sure because of nancy and that breakup but sam's more keen um and there's also that kind of undertone of chelsea and whitney i don't quite know why they're getting involved mm. but they're getting involved now but it started with sam's ex <laughs> coming to the square his name is don and he was yes. throwing baseball bats along kitchen tables. He was threatening yep. to kill people. Yep. Um, but at the same time, he got uh, a Spanish band, a Mexican band, and tried to kind of entice Sam back into his life. And it just felt, it just felt staggeringly out of place in the current EastEnders for me right now. Because EastEnders has been so good. Yes, it's been camp at times with EastEnders, especially this week with Dr. Nina, campless on 11. However, didn't feel deserved in my mind. It was fine, but it didn't feel right. I don't know. But tell me I'm wrong. Go on. I mean, I just, I, it, it was, I, I, he, well, the thing is, he reminded me of Stuart in a lot of ways, this guy. Yeah. Like it, everything that he did, literally everything that he did, <laughs> if Stuart had done any of that, I wouldn't have blinked, you know? No. So maybe that's why it was felt a little bit more forgivable for me because I was sort of just like, it, it didn't feel like a completely out of left wing thing that EastEnders would do because it we we've just lost a character where that would have just been second nature mm -hmm. so maybe maybe that's why i kind of accepted it i didn't mind i thought it was quite funny i i did i don't know why maybe i was just in a good mood when i was watching all the stuff like when he turned around to sam uh, when she was lying about being pregnant and said well wait till you've healed up and then we'll be fine i absolutely screamed I thought that was hilarious <laughs> that was a great line i don't know why do you know what it is um i know i follow the writers a lot more than you do uh, a guy called johnny o'neill who wrote the um the the wedding episode where you know you know you know those that, that double wedding episode when alfie was there was like one liner after one liner after one liner um he wrote those episodes and it's kind of, and it's very recognizably sort of like a lot of johnny o'neill type humor and 
one-liners were coming in the script. So it was quite a comedy thing. I, I it was, it was quite insane. It was quite ridiculous. <laughs> and you sort of look at Sam and just think, really, you went here? Like looking at what you've got now, this was where you, this is where you were. You were a, a, a weird gangster bloke who likes to dress up as a musketeer and <laughs> call him, calling him Marilyn for the entire week because apparently Sam reminds him of Marilyn Monroe. It was, it was silly, yes, but I didn't hate it. I, I didn't hate it. I thought it was, I thought it was yeah. harmless fluff. And frankly, by the end of the week, when Zach, for no reason whatsoever, took just off, screamed and they come on, then <laughs> I was, was, was I was, I was sold. I was sold by that point. I, mean, I don't know what happened to the rest of the scene because I wasn't paying attention to the dialogue, <laughs> but. <laughs> Were there other words said? I didn't hear. As soon as the button started coming undone, they could have been talking Latin for all I cared. <laughs> it, was just, it was just such a peculiar thing for Zach. Because Zach's always been kind of like a soft... I know he can have, bring out a hard side. Like, you saw it with Phil, where he said, you know, I don't go to the gym just to look good. I go there because I can fight, you know. And that was, yes. that was pretty, you know, that was clever. It was just the fact that he talked about his dad, Gavin, and how he had to, like, kind of fight his way to his affections and so on and that was fine yes. that was good i like that bit of background mm -hmm. a bit more story about him and gavin you know between them mm -hmm. uh and they just you know kind of topped it off with <laughs> his shirt coming off and shouting come on then at the top of his voice right. it just kind of felt it felt lost at that point i'm like what's going on like i just sat there kind of like but i appreciate you know i appreciated <laughs> he had no shirt on that's you fine know, but that um, absolutely fine he should do that a lot more um i just yeah, I well i quite like the crazy. fact that don after that as soon as he took his shirt off and that you know start, oh yeah you're probably right you'll probably win this fight right take care of her yeah all right i'll see you later <laughs> bye i just left I don't know. Yeah. Though. I, think I, one, I think Don could have held his own. I just think that he could yeah, probably hit him. That it was a bit like, well, Sam's told me all these reasons why we shouldn't be together. So I might as well just give up now. Like he just yeah. was better in the horizon. I guess. I don't know. I didn't really pay much attention to it. <laughs> I just kind well, of like, uh. <laughs> I I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. I, this is the thing. EastEnders always comes under criticism when it goes into slightly zany territory like this. You know, I'm reminded of the Pizza Man, the Pizza Delivery Man. Of course, I love the Pizza Man. The, see, the, this is see now so how can you how do, how do you different dare around me and like say this was rubbish <laughs> when you say you liked the Pizza Guy? You know, we it's... were so desperate for anything just to kind of keep us entertained at that point. I think the Pizza Guy just kind of turned mm. it up for us, so it was fine. Well, now with them, there was so much. Like it felt like it was wasted. I wanted more, like Lola stuff. They, you could have fit in a few more Lola scenes there instead. Like I don't think you need. And also, I was a bit confused, and perhaps I'm remembering the past wrong here. Comment below if I am, or get in touch with us at Walford Weekend on Twitter, Instagram, all their socials. Um, wasn't Sam, when she returned to the square, wasn't there that scene when like all of her belongings were returned? Because there was that painting of her that was naked, and Shrimpy was like <laughs> yes. taking photographs with it. It was yeah, camera. Yeah, yeah. Yes, was, yes. So that would have been Don, surely. So what between then, where Don kind of got peed off with Sam and threw her out and didn't want anything to do with her, then suddenly other than the convenience of this plot, you know, other than that. Like, and also, and it, also, it's, it kind of... Well, sorry, go on. No, 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 it wasn't... <laughs> considering what type of person Sam is, I can't imagine... I, I can fully believe that, you know, Don wasn't her only ex while she was away in Spain. Oh, so there's more than away. one. So she was stringing oh, them all along it's it's Sam. in Spain. It's Sam, for goodness sake. Of course it, of course it bloody was. I didn't, it's supposed to make it for everyone. Yes, that sounds like Sam, doesn't it? I didn't mind it. It was all right. I, you know, I, I, I could take it. I wouldn't be surprised if Don makes a return to be honest, because I just thought that it was a lot to throw at a guest character. It was a lot of personality for someone that was only essentially in two episodes. You mm -hmm. know, so I kind of felt that it was something that we might be seeing more of in the future. I would so be a I'd bit peed off if, with you. if I was Ricky Champ and I was watching EastEnders and I saw this character called Don. It's me. And, like, it's me. <laughs> 
be thinking like, what, what happened there? What happened that like, they're bringing back Rick? They're bringing back Stuart two point oh. Stuart, but they're a different character. I know, yeah, I know. I know. Um, it's, it's weird, mad. Mean, meanwhile, what mm. we uh, also have going on with Zach um, yes. is. Like, obviously, like, Chelsea and Whitney have sort of kind of started floating around kind of Zach's story zone, if you like. Orbiting him, aren't um, they? Yeah, well, the thing is, I have a feeling that Whitney and Zach are going to start being a thing soon. Because Whitney has developed this habit. We've noticed, we noticed this when she did it with Finley a couple of weeks ago. I know, right? We noticed this when fin- when uh, she was looking at Finley the other day and was kind of chewing her straw out of sexual frustration. And now, this week, she was looking at Zach and was nagging on her nail. And like, hang, hang, hang. Like, so clearly, whenever Whitney's horny, this is a character trait that's been developed that, she, that Whitney needs to chew something whenever she wants to have sex with it, essentially. Mm. So also, it's... You, you've got to feel for Whitney because she is living next to a guy who apparently has a rotating door to his bedroom door. for every woman who comes in and out. So, you know, she's probably just sat there listening in those very thin rules at the walls at number one. Chewing on a pillow. Like a beaver. There's teeth marks all over Whitney's wall. Poor Whitney. She did actually say this week that it was quite funny. She said, like, every man she's ever dated has either been a psycho or, like, you know, all the problems that every single man she's ever had. So I did feel for Whitney, I must say. I'd be celibate if I was Whitney, wouldn't you? I wouldn't show anything. (laughs) I I worry that, like, perhaps, like, you know... If, but would it be Whitney that gets together with Zach? Would it be Chelsea that gets together with Zach? Because that's well, another thing. Well, well where it... does Finley fit into it? Because otherwise, what's the but point? Where does Finley, Finley fit in? Well, where would Finley fit into this? The brothers so, that I... seem to have nothing. <laughs> mm, <laughs> the one so... story they had to cling on to, and they, they've lost uh, that. Yes, indeed. Much more to come, I think, with those two. But mm. I'm, yeah, I'm confused as to why Zach's. I mean, I, it's not like we haven't kind of like raised our eyebrow at Zach and Chelsea before, because that seemed like quite a natural thing to happen. Because the two of them got on very well. There's a natural flirtation between them. Mm. Zach is a billion percent. Chelsea's type and probably vice versa as well so I don't know there's some I, I could there, at some point I can see a love triangle coming on the horizon involving Whitney and Chelsea but who the man is I do not know maybe it might be a love, love square a love, well, love, love pentagon. pentagon yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finley, or an octagon Chelsea, Whitney, or a Sam. nonagon <laughs> nonagon that's ten sides I love I, I love I love nonagon I it's nine, nine isn't it no. Was it? What was it on? I'm a celebrity. That was a question, wasn't it? Yeah, and exactly. So, that's where I got. That's where I learned. Oh, the no, word. <laughs> <laughs> I got that right because go. I knew how many signs of the zodiac there were. Well, you, <laughs> yeah, you, you did get it right because you told me they had ten anyway. Um, the signs of the zodiac is twelve, and it's the most. Yes, it why is. Why are talking about I'm a celebrity? This is not an I'm a you celebrity. Up. No, it's this not. Is what I did. Otherwise, I we'd be did. talking about Matt Hancock a hell of a lot more if it was. I'll tell you that for nothing. Yeah. I was on the radio, by the way. I told you this. Is I was on the radio. Like, BBC <laughs> Three Counties. BBC Three Counties, and I and I for some strange about... reason they plugged they plugged the podcast, and all I did was reply to a tweet and, and a delay. Like, what do you think about Matt Hancock? And I replied to a tweet, and they got in touch with me. I've no idea how they got my phone number and rang me and asked me to be an interview, and then looked at my Twitter handle and said, "Oh, we'll mention the podcast." All right, then fine. Thank you very much. And there we go. <laughs> Um, they probably got you because um, the BBC database. Yes, I, I, I am on the BBC database. <laughs> We're both on there, mate. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 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 but, uh, <laughs> but yes, anyway, anyway, I think, yes. I mean, other than if Matt Hancock comes onto the square, I can imagine if Matt Hancock comes to the square. <laughs> it seems to be, it seems the natural next step, surely. <laughs> surely, yeah. Warford's new MP, Matt Hancock. Yeah, who never turn up. And Whitney, sat, Whitney sat there in the corner, like, chewing on a bad <laughs> paper. <laughs> 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 to be fair, I'd like Whitney to get together with Matt Hancock. 
because it might be his uh, final demise. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so uh, there you go. So Here we are. I think I think we've summed up that story. The fact we've gone off tangent means that we've finished yeah. there. Anyway, we've got a Next. big, big fish to fry now. Exactly, we've got the yes. big, big star story. It's a whale to fry. Exciting times, sad times, in different right? times. Everything. Are you okay. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm coping. I'm coping with my loss here uh, because we've lost a Panasar. Really strange. We'll, we'll talk about it in detail in a second, but really strange yeah. to lose such a main character when now. the story, yeah, is really ramping up with that that family at the moment, the Panasar family. Really mad. But it kind of makes sense why Ravi has been introduced. I think it's the rotating door, one in, one out, maybe situation. I maybe don't get it. Don't I don't get it. We'll get we'll, we'll get on to it. So obviously this week was a, uh, a huge week for the Panasars again. You know, not that we're complaining, but mm-hmm. um, you know, because EastEnders is basically kind of like put them first and foremost and central in front of a lot of weeks of this week because they're such a huge unit. It seems like like one or two of them can kind of, kind of have a week off, and the rest of the Panasars just carry the story on. So it's been it's been like quite a big week this week, except for me. And we differ on this. I thought this week it felt like everything went by at the speed of sen you know well, no, I, like... <laughs> <laughs> no i agree with you there it's like a lot of reveals a lot of secrets were exposed this week which i would thought that would take months before they'd yeah. reveal them and they've just kind of all kind of almost like a child vomiting after eating too many sweets to just come out yeah. all at once it's yeah just, it's just yeah so i was really surprised all that had happened the only thing i can think for why that's happened is because of Kirat's exit this week, yeah, which was which really unexpected, really surprising. Yeah, and, yeah but it's unexpected to the point where we didn't even realise it was an exit. Like you kind no. of like just ex- <laughs> <laughs> like like I I it it's sort of, because obviously Kirat has now decided right okay so just save my mum I'm going to confess to um, Randy's murder. And because it's Warford Police, they've gone, yep, that'll do. Yep, yeah, they'll accept it. That's, that's another one scratched off the list. Let's be honest here, rubbish. Like, Warford Police are so, so, so rubbish <laughs> at their jobs, it's insane. Like, Even with a new detective, they still can't work things out, eh? Obviously, it's been a while since we've had to really deal with Warford Police's incompetence. You know, since Grey left, <laughs> they haven't really had too much to do. And obviously, the only other policeman we've seen is Keeble, who's got her own kind of things going on. But this week really demonstrated the fact that Warford Police are literally should just not be allowed to exist so scotland yard <laughs> should step in at this point because kira has gone um confessed to ranveer's murder and the police all turn up on the warford square with all the sirens going as though they were literally just kind of as though, as though they were expecting him to run away and he's literally just standing there in the square you know i'm here right oh, we'll turn the sirens off then fair enough um <laughs> and arrested him took him away and you kind of just think oh, okay right yeah that makes sense for a story point so i wonder what will happen with kira next week what's he going to tell the police no that's it that's yeah that's, right. he's gone okay, that's right. his exit he's gone <laughs> apparently um it's been confirmed by all of the social media accounts that jazz um that jazz has actually left the role and he's gone and that's and they wish him all the mm. best <laughs> what? good luck <laughs> see you soon i mean i don't think this is the the, the final goodbye no i do believe he will be. be back no i believe he will I be think back this might at be some a fake point. out i think this might be a fake out really i see I've, yeah. I've been toying with that as an idea but i'm convinced that it's not because I can, because it seems too convincing the reasons why he's decided to leave, and one of them is that he's obviously got the property business and he kind of wants to kind of expand and build that up. This is uh, Jazz's real life, not not I didn't life know on this. the square. Uh, so, so I think he's planning to kind of like try to expand that a little. I don't bit stalk more. him like you do. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've got posters on my wall and everything. Yeah, um, and imagine. he uh, and. So I think I think that this is a genuine exit, but I don't think it's a genuine forever. I don't think we're not no. going to see Kirat back. 
like maybe a year or maybe a couple of years because it's too important for him to stay in it Oh, what a strange time for him to, to like, just go. Like, Kira mm. is, like, a key component in the storyline at the moment. And he's just gone. And yeah. it feels like there was a sort of, like, a lot of unfinished stuff there. Like, it feels like all the sort of building up of um, Nish and Ravi sort of plotting to bring Kira down. They didn't do anything, really. Kira just kind of did this himself. Did himself, um, and, yeah. <laughs> and the most And the most Nish did was sort of just hold Suki back from stopping him, from, from stopping her from kind of chasing after the police car. And that was about it. So mm. it feels, I, at the very most, I feel like this is just a break for the character. I know that they're doing like all the kind of, we wish Jazz all the best in his future. No, no, thank you very much. He's been playing the role since 2019. I, I know they've done all that, but it just, it feels, because it, it felt so jarring for that to be the exit, the fact that we needed to be told that that was his exit. Yeah. Like, it should be fairly obvious when a character is is, is leaving. You know, it's like I that. Mean, they... And Stacy, Stacy kind of did all her crying. I thought Lacey, I thought Lacey turned and played a blind of us week actually with all yeah, this. Same. Um, but then when doesn't she? But um, you know, she clearly has no plans to go and visit um him in prison or anything like that. No plans whatsoever. She's like, no, that's him. He's gone. Oh, oh I mean, Stacy does. Stacy does have a history of like being getting boyfriends and I'm then bothered. never seeing their boyfriends again. To be fair. Let's never, yeah. let's never forget the, the boyfriend she had at the school gates that we never saw again. <laughs> never, never saw him again. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, to be fair, the fact that I didn't know he was leaving yeah, and then it was announced he was leaving, I quite liked that because I like being surprised. Yes, I, it was I a bit of a surprised. kind of like a gut-wrenching surprise. It was a bit like, wow. <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a real... Then you just stop crying. Of, I know. I've only just stopped. You know, my yeah. eyes are just welling. Thinking about his departure. But still... But I did, I, I thought, I thought personally that the way he left was okay, uh, good. I liked it. I liked that he spoke to uh, Ash and Vinny one last time and told them not to yeah. trust Ravi. I liked that he talked to, he had that conversation with Suki and they had those scenes earlier in the week where they said they missed having this relationship that they've not had for such a long time. I liked that he took to Eve and told Eve to look after Suki and take care of her. So he was like, yeah. he was like rapid, he was making sure everything was in place for his departure. So it yeah. made sense. And I liked that. I really don't like the character leaving because that doesn't make sense in the, in the kind of grand scheme of the story that really with the Panasars, having Kirat there made sense to kind of yeah. all the different plots and all the different people, kind of all the different parts of the story to happen. But so I'm kind of torn between like I liked his exit, but I don't think in the long term it makes a lot of sense. But then that's not yes. really the program's fault if the actor wanted to leave. So I'm very torn. But... Plus, personally, he's a very good-looking lad, and I would like to take him <laughs> home for a coffee one night. Yeah, there you go. Um, I, I just... <laughs> I'm on a database. I'm on a BBC database, not, not any other database. Yeah, uh, you should be on the database. <laughs> we both should. Poor EastEnders <laughs> actors worried about us perving over them every single week. It's disgusting. Um, <laughs> shallow podcast, very shallow podcast. Shallow. Um, I just, I don't know. And, and obviously, of course, it wasn't just Kira that seemingly left this week. Nina's gone as well, apparently. Because oh, Nina, oh, um, oh, now, I love Dr. Nina's again, this week. Uh, well, she yeah, I know. <laughs> Nina went flying up in my estimation this oh. week because it was just all so camp and ridiculous. I loved it. It was like her. Dallas. Like, it was like an 80s soap opera in America. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Loved it. She Sorry. could have been played by Joan Collins this week, that Nina. It was marvellous. It's like those, you know, those um, Snickers adverts where it's like, you know, they, they're hungry and they haven't had so <laughs> it's like Nina took a bite of a yeah. Snickers bar and became Joan Collins. It was just yeah. fantastic. Marvellous. And there was a great little fight between her and uh, between her and Ash. It was also it was so camp. The bitches whole thing don't was slap so camp. Rob. Bitches don't slap. 
Panasaur's punch. Panasaur's punch. <laughs> Oh, I love, love that line. Oh, for no reason whatsoever. It was just all marvelous. And <laughs> um, do you reckon that is the last we've seen of Nina? Because it seems that Nina has just sort of just gone off into, just gone off to sort of. It reminded me a little bit of how um, Susie Bra of how Susie Branning left. Do you remember all those years ago when uh, Max's sister she kind of just mm -hmm. like got drunk and sort of like insulted everybody around the table, and then just left, and then just sent a postcard about two months later. <laughs> Just any <laughs> remaining insults that she'd thought of on the plane. So, do you think this is like Nina? Nina's Nina's gone, or are we going to see Nina again? It, this is what I mean. It all sorts of feels like there was so much going on, and then it sort of feels like they've just sort of it's like a Jenga tower. They've sort of just removed like quite vital sort of parts, parts of the tower of the at this point. Do you know what I mean? I do. I get what you're saying. Yeah, because that, the Nina elements seems to have disappeared. The Ravi being the son of Nish element has kind of disappeared. Ravi, obviously, Ravi also admitted that he kind revealed. of lied yeah. statement. Yeah, sorry. So, so yeah. another block, I mean, from your Jenga tower. Yeah, you know, yeah. that, that Ravi admitting that he lied to the police so that Suki would be arrested for it, then objectively told the family that he had done that because he then realised that he family was more important than what he was doing with Dr. Nina, the countless doctor in the world. Um, it's just... Mm. It's just mad. The USB stick now being revealed and Nish has hold of it. So Nish now has a USB stick and he was watching it as well. Kind of, yes. what was he planning with that? Because Suki was having the bath upstairs and he was watching the video. What was he, was he going to get his well, Photoshop skills out and like replace Suki's head with his own? I don't know. Well, what was the plan? I, I, well, crap? I mean, I'm not being funny. I'm not being funny. Nish doesn't even know how to use a chip and pin machine. So I, I can't, I would that worry about, you know, I would worry about how good he's going to be he's on very computer. competent on that laptop very quickly. That's not it was, he was, he learned his things, <laughs> learned his craft. Um, he'd been to an know, Apple store. <laughs> just did one of their training teachers. <laughs> yeah, one evening, Vinny sort of taught him a few tricks on it and how to use a, how to use a MacBook. Um, yeah, I mean, this is what I mean. There's, there's like, there's so much going on that they've sort of just kind of halted before it felt ready to be halted. I don't know. It's, it's, it's yeah. so, so what happens from here then? If we're to accept now that Nina's gone and Kira's gone, this essentially means now that we're left with Nish, um, Ash and Vinny and Suki and Nish presumably is now going to just, and, and Ravi, and uh, Nish is presumably now just going to sort of envelope his tentacles around around the family. Include, and Ravi's going to kind of kind of pull, come into place as well and join that family. So what happens... Nina sort of dropped before she left that Ravi was the one that killed Ranvir, but I don't think anybody. I don't, I'm not sure whether they believed her or not. And then well, Ravi was looking, and then and then Nish was looking at the laptop. But we know it. that Nish, but we know that Ravi removed the footage of him killing Ranvir. So it is just him. It is just Suki and him attacking um, Suki. So I mm. I don't know what happens next. I'm really confused by it all. And poor old Vinny still tortured. Like Vinny's hair is getting oh, more Vinny. and more slick every. <laughs> 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 like he's just, every morning, he just put some some Vaseline and just rubbed it in his head. Just like, his head really real cream. I have no idea what's going on. I'm so confused. Poor, poor Vinny. Last week, poor was Vinny. Tip of the iceberg, wasn't it? From torture Vinny. Bless him. Bless, bless him. Um, but we also must remember that uh, uh, Nugget Nugget is part of the equation too. Because yeah. Ravi wants him to be part of the family as well. That his, his whole purpose of doing this by killing Ranbir and running away with Nina was that he wanted this happy family with Dr. Nina, him and Nugget. And now he's been given a better family, I suppose, in his mind. Hence why he's been more open and honest with Nish and Suki. Oh, it's just, but it's like you say, all the all the elements of the story have just all kind of been exposed all at once in one big explosion. Yeah. And it's like, where do we go from here? What more yeah, exactly. can happen? 
it kind of i think is it because we've just thought we sort of had ourselves all sort of kind of g'd up for this to be a really long runner and for this to kind of because we were talking about like how oh this could go on to the 40th this is going to be <laughs> yeah. this is all going to go on for another two years and this is going to be killed <laughs> off in the big who done it and we were kind of i think maybe we trained ourselves into thinking that so that when a load of big reveals sort of the key reveals of the of the storyline were revealed this week it was sort of just like oh wait what 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 happens now then what was it so i i don't know i don't know obviously as we always say i guess we'll see what happens next but i was kind of just I think I just felt like I had the rug pulled out from under me this week from what I was expecting the story to do, but mm. not necessarily in the way that I, <laughs> the way that I like, because it's sort of, sort of, I felt a bit shortchanged in some areas, you know? I, I, yeah. I mean, there's, there's still, there's still development and growth there. I mean, as we said, niche looking at the video, uh, on the laptop you know seeing the videos seeing only the part that Ravi had edited, I suppose that's a, that's something. So perhaps it, the other part will be found. Uh, the police, the, the laptop was mentioned, wasn't it? Ravi's laptop was mentioned and Ravi was very worried because he thought that, again, Nish, he knew that, you know, even though you delete something from your computer, it's still there on the hard drive roaming around somewhere. He, he's learned that, that technology a, very that quickly. Was, that was an in-depth <laughs> lesson he had with Vinny. Vinny has taught was, him a huge it? amount. Nish taught, him about how to, Nish taught him how to do his hair and Vinny taught him how to do <laughs> how to work on a laptop. <laughs> yeah, father and son bond. Um, yeah, there you so, go. So uh, presumably that there's, it's going to be, they wouldn't have mentioned that laptop if there wasn't going to be somehow that they're going to find the other part of that video. That's what yeah. I was thinking. So I think Nish is under the impression right now that he thinks that his wife had killed. Because there's also that manipulation. Yeah. There's more. There's, there is more to this, I suppose. There's that manipulation this week that you saw between husband and wife, where yeah. Nish was kind of like being a bit coercive towards Suki. You know, kind yeah. of like, kind of gently giving her ideas of what to do next, and like, you know, even simple little things like you should go and have a shower. We should go away to Cornwall yeah, yeah, and spend yeah, a weekend yeah. away in Cornwall. She's like, no, I can't do it. Yes, we're going to go to Cornwall, and they're like, right. she was like, okay, I'm convinced. Let's do it. So there's that kind of that kind of coerciveness between them now that's kind of showing it. It was always there, but it's now kind of showing itself more and more. So I mean, there's, yeah. there's a lot more with the Panasar stuff. Yeah, of course. You know, but, but, but it, it seems like the it seems it, it it seems like a huge like a huge amount of meat has been removed from the story in so in this week with all the reveals that have kind of mm. gone on and over the past fortnight you know the sort of the rav reveal kind of happened last week and i was even surprised that that happened when it did happen yeah, I, and obviously mm. everything that's kind of got on this week you know i think your, your uh, analogy of a kid throwing up because you're so high on e-numbers you know <laughs> that kind of applied this week so i don't know we'll, we'll kind of see what happens i kind of feel like in the next couple of weeks the panacells are kind of kind of kind of calmed down a little bit because i think obviously the mick and janine stuff is going to be the big yeah. stuff going into christmas so maybe the, the panacells will sort of calm down a little bit before we go into the new year and they'll start and they'll start blowing up again um yeah i mean the nish and suki relationship is interesting because the two actors have great chemistry on screen that was obviously the whole suki and eve thing now kirat's gone mm. um you know, Stacey is now the only person that kind of knows that that's going on, apart from yeah. apart from Suki and Nick. So that's interesting. That's still to be revealed. Imagine if um, Suki so didn't he, know. <laughs> I know, right? What's happened? Where? Yes, what? Exactly. Well, what have I been doing? What are you doing in my bed? Get out immediately. Who are you? Um, 
smell familiar? <laughs> Temptation of Eve. Um, so, I mean, obviously, that's all still to be revealed. And like you say, the coercive control element of Nish, because in many ways, he does remind me of Archie in a lot of ways. You know, there there is that element to him quite clearly, I think, that he's sort of sort of this older evil guy. Uh, the family is sort of, you know, even the way that um, Ash and Vinny are with him sort of reminds me of how Roxy was with Archie in the early days as well. Yeah. So, you know, there's lots of, there's lots of elements to it that are still there to be played with, absolutely. But it feels like the big load of story that we had kind of pushing all of them as a unit forward of sort of like they've had a couple of engines removed so i'm intrigued to see where it goes from here and whether it can still kind of keep its head above water because it was great everything that was going on so mm. i hope that it still stays as strong as it will do going forward i hope it will and i think it will but it's sort of yeah rug pulled out from under me this week i think so there we are do you think that kirat's mm. advice to uh ash and Vinny this week will go on deaf ears do you think that they won't be because he's kind of warned everyone to be very aware of nish now yes. to kind of watch out even suki but i don't think suki needed warning but he's kind of told everyone just to keep be aware everyone but ravi ravi's the only one who's kind of stayed still kind of because he's still seen as kind of the outsider of the group so do yeah, you think yeah. that people will heed that advice and be more aware or do you think nish will now because karat's out of the picture be able to kind of manipulate mm. his way like he did well, when he first kind of came to the square well, I don't think Vinny is, um, is, is, has bought it at all. I think because Vinny is so sort of anguished about the whole situation. I think Vinny is still sort of... And now, because of everything that happened with Ash and Nina in the surgery, I don't think Ash is going to be that convinced either because obviously it was all revealed, again, with all the reveals this week, it was revealed that um, Nina and uh, Ravi had been having this affair. So obviously all of them are going to kind of be looking at Ravi and thinking, well, you've been lying from the second that we met you. Mm. Um, you know, obviously the fact that you're our brother, you knew about that. And that's, and you, so I think there is going to be a huge level of distrust there. Kira saying that to them is again, something I think that will play on their minds. Um, what I did love this week was the last moment between Suki and Kira, which again, is something why I didn't think it was an exit because there was just yeah. some really nice bit of, I thought that was character development as opposed to sort of character leaving, you know, when they were, where Suki essentially said, well, no, you are, you are my favorite child. So poor Suki being left with all these rubbish kids that she doesn't, <laughs> that she doesn't, that she doesn't like as much. I know, bless her. I don't want nothing to do with the fact that Kira going to prison, um, but she just didn't want to be left with it with Vinny no, and Ash. Vinny and Ash. <laughs> no, she wasn't. Didn't like them as much. No. Um, I, you know, I just it's it's just all it's it's all very odd. So I yeah, I think the big thing now will be Vinny and Vinny and Ash maybe stepping up to the plate now as mm. as sort of uh, main cogs in the storyline because they have the pair of them have sort of just been. Not in the background, but they've sort of they've been the quieter parts of the story, really, haven't they? So I wonder if yeah. now it's the time for Vinny and Ash to kind of step forward and sort of be a play a bigger role in the story, which which will be good because I think Nish has got both of them fooled. Nish isn't the problem for them; it's it's going to be Ravi. So yeah, but you say that, but like you say, the Kirat kind of gave them that advice. At first, Ash and Vinny did follow them, but now I think Vinny's the most wayward because Vinny's not convinced mm. about Ravi. Um, he's quite angry about this man being introduced to the family yeah. and he's really angry at the fact that they're lying to the police in order to get I think he thinks Ravi off for the crime mm. but and and so now Kirat has now stepped forward I think he's going to be super you know upset and you know broody about it and, and, and <laughs> his hair gonna, next week his hair is going to be awful bless him it's going to be the Adams family like just covered in his entire it's going to be like Sia <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and 
well, I'm trying to think what the what's the character from the ring um, when he comes out the well. That's going to be our Vinny. And um, is he going to crawl and, out of a mobile phone screen? <laughs> yeah, modern bang modern. Um, yeah. And so I just I feel like Ash and Vinny aren't going to be swayed by him. But, but oh, I don't know. It's just it's mad, isn't it? This is what I mean. It's like there's so many facets still there to play with. Yeah. It's just, I just don't know how they're going to. I think you're right. I think they're going to slow it down. It's going to be, it's going to be, the Panasars have been very involved in the plots right now, yeah. but I think it's now going to take a bit of a back step, especially with uh, Mick's character, Mick's story, um, mm. his exit, his must be coming from the center. And Lola, yeah, no, Lola as well. I mean, but there's, again, it's we're trying to work out, it's, it's like one of those puzzles with the string, you know, it's kind of detective work, who's mm. going where and what's going to end yeah. where. I still think, I'm well, still confident uh, the Panasars are going to be this very long-term story. It's just oh, yeah, in the, as a whole, they will be. Mm. Yeah, as a whole, I think they will be. Um, and over the next month or so, I'm now starting to wonder if Lola's going to die something like New Year's Day or something like that. I can, mm. There's just the way that that's kind of going. It sort of feels like they could just slot in Lola's death sort of fairly soonish, the way that they've sort of framed it. Um, and obviously Mick and Janine are going to be the big Christmas story. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think the Panasars now, this might be sort of the start of the... I, I think they might tie up a few sort of bits and pieces next week and then sort of pause the Panasars for a bit and sort of let everybody else sort of... Because kind of, they have been very sort of front and central for like about the past month or so, haven't they? Like every every week it's been, it's been really Panasar mm. heavy, which is fine because we like them. But obviously all characters need a break at some point. So we will go, we will see what happens. But that was this week's EastEnders. And it was a week it was. Busy old week, shocking week, surprising week. That's what we like. Uh, do let us know in the comments section below what your thoughts on the stories were this week. We love to hear your thoughts. And we are about to hear even more thoughts in the forms of questions in emails in I Ain't Want to Gossip. And you know me, I ain't want to gossip. Thank you, as always, for getting in touch with us. Uh, Rob will give you all the details of how you can get in touch with us at the end of the show. But suffice yes. to say, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, or emailing us with all the details that are also scrolling on the bottom of the screen if you're watching us on YouTube. Right, Rob, a couple of emails. I am going to start off with one from Jack. And it Ooh. reads, Hi, Alex and Rob. I started watching the oh, yeah. podcast after Gray's final week, and I needed to hear someone talk about it or complain. <laughs> I'm not sure which I want wow. to be honest. <laughs> what a way to join us. <laughs> I know. And you didn't disappoint. I enjoy reaching the end of an Enders week to get more discussion off of it on a Saturday or a Sunday. Since I started to listen to the podcast and heard your discussions about LGBTQ plus representation, which have been really interesting, and it really made me think about the representation of disability, not only in EastEnders, but the industry as a whole, which is important to me as a disabled actor slash writer who is in a wheelchair. I am someone with cerebral palsy who cannot walk and have a couple of other physical problems to do with a disability from birth. Ever since I was young, I have rarely seen anyone on TV reminds me of me. Any disability representation is great, but I think the industry gets very focused on there being very specific ways of showing disability on screen. And if anyone is shown to be disabled, it comes across as quite depressing life when, yes, it is tight, tough life at times, but it's not the constant, relentless, soul crushing life that it sh is shown. As most other full time disabled wheelchair based characters have not been very nice people or moaning about the situation that exists, but there are many who are happy in a wheelchair and live their life their own way. And EastEnders in this case hasn't shown that. And that's from Jack. Um, basically, yeah, just discussing how do you feel about like their kind of representation of disability? I mean, yeah, it's not something that EastEnders has really covered all that heavily, is it? Um, what I mean, I love Donna. 
Uh, I thought Donald yeah. was a great. I thought Donald was a great character. Now I know um, Jack says his email there about them not being very nice people, but I what I loved about Donna was the fact that she was unshamedly and unapologetically herself, and mm. she was one of these people that actually one of those characters where you think oh, I wouldn't mess with Donna. Well, I would not mess with Donna, and Donna would no, be in a fight quite no. easily. So I liked Donna, um, and I thought Donna was a great example of that as well, like somebody who can who would literally just go through life and her disability actually meant very little in terms of what she was what she, what she felt she could do in her life. I thought I thought that was great um but yeah it's an, it's an it's an interesting thing it's not something that eastenders has covered that well i know hollyoaks have got a, a, i've got a much better track record for for uh, for disability storylines um i mean was there any was there anybody in like the sort of the annals of eastenders history uh that, that kind of fills into that category at all do you think? i mean there was one wheelchair character that kind of jumps out um and uh jack did mention it on his email is just i shortened the email a little bit I, i'm yeah. sure jack understands um uh, and that was a character called adam best he was the son of manda best who was played by josie lawrence who was oh, yeah. uh dating minty and he was adam best was uh libby's boyfriend um and he's yes, a wheelchair character yeah but that kind of refers also because he ended up being quite an evil character he cheated on libby he kind of um uh, he took he took Libby away from her then boyfriend as well, but he also was quite manipulative with uh, Lucy Bill as well because he kind of knew a secret with her. So he was never seen as a very and he was kind of pushed out of the of square because of basically everything he had done. So I mean, the thing is with soap is, and we talk about this all the time, is that obviously characters need to have some kind of character. They need to have some kind of like flaws and kind of you know so so forth, but should you shy away from them being kind of like an evil or not a very good character just because of their disability? Should you kind of like paint them as kind of like, you know, this, this brush where they, or should we, is it, like we talk about LGBTQ plus characters, you know, showing them in a very positive light, you know, like they have, yeah. or they, they, they have done in the past, you know, you know, we've had to yeah, think about that. It's in interesting, past as well. isn't it? It's interesting because um, I remember when we were talking about um, sort of LGBT plus, and we were excited initially by uh, by Lewis when he first came in. Yeah, there seemed to be quite a lot, quite a lot of sort of undercurrents to him that sort of made him potentially a villain in terms of like he, you know you kind of felt that he was going to come in and try and break up Ben and Callum, and he sort of I was quite looking forward to that. And it, and it's not something that kind of comes along all that often. Um, so again, with you know with disability with uh, disabled people. It's not. It's good. I think it's. This is why I love the Donna so much as a character because mm. she was just. So, she could be a gobby cow, and she was un, so unapologetically herself. A disabled villain. I don't know. I mean, I I feel unqualified to sort of say what I would want out of the out of the disabled character. I like it when you can. When I mean, basically, I think that anything that's a sort of. Um, I apologize if this isn't the right term. Um, but a sort of able-bodied person's personality traits can be should completely be applied to a disabled character as well. That's that's how it should be. You shouldn't just um, kind of say, "Well, a disabled person has to act like this." And I think we'll be mm. on that uh, as well. Um, but yeah, I, I, in short, I think that's something maybe Eastenders should be looking into in the future. Sort of bringing bringing in a new disabled character and um, and sort of ex and educating because that's all that's what it's all about at the end of the day as well isn't it education yeah. and understanding so yeah i totally agree i think we should, we should definitely have a disabled character come along very soon i mean we had obviously in recent times we've had frankie um and she was brought in course, initially yeah. for ben's storyline i mean there's there's a there's a debate there i mean you can argue again there's a debate there whether ben's uh 
temporary deafness or his his hearing loss was or has been or continues to be handled well you know his his something miraculous when he had the operation on his ear yeah, the operation didn't they yeah that, yeah but then, then a lot of people said that like it takes years for you then to develop you know being able to use the hearing loop and at the same time kind of and even um rose uh who played frankie kind of commented after she left the show that like there was times when the writing was where she was a bit like well I'm not even looking at the character, but I'm able to hear or understand what they're saying. You know, yeah. you know, that was brought up as well. So, you know, I think it's one of those things where, you know, if, if, if writing for a character is for a, a disabled character is going to take place, do you need a writer who is in a similar situation to be kind of writing kind of or like you do? Yeah, ghostwriting it alongside. Like, I kind of feel that like you do. Yeah, um, yeah. I, of course you do because it's. Yes, you can talk to people. I mean, obviously, that's where research comes in. Uh, mm. But you need someone who can actually experience a day-to-day -day life, who who has experience of the day-to-day -day life of what it's like to be in that position, to mm. actually kind of put across exactly what it's like to the viewers. Of course you do. You know, and just like I would expect, you know, gay writers to be able to be slightly better at you know, telling um, <laughs> sort of the day-to-day -day life of a gay person as opposed to, you know, a 60-year-old straight guy. Like, you know, it's... Uh, yeah. It, it, you know, yeah, but yeah, I, I, I totally agree, Jack. Good email. Um, yeah, hopefully. Let us know in the comments section below what your thoughts on that are. And, tell, and, tell, and let us know um, if anybody, because I know a few of our listeners watch other soaps from around the world. So do let us know uh, if, if anywhere else has got great representation like that. Mm. Uh, as I say, the second email uh, came in this week as well from Robert, who has written, Hello, That's team. Uh, yes, Hello, another team. Robert. <laughs> Might be too late this week, though. A simple question. Would you rather not have known the outcome for poor Lola? I'm not the biggest fan of spoilers myself, though. Don't mind the odd one here and there. And would always edge to not want to know. Uh, not your fault as Danielle Harold pushed to do the PR on it so you can't miss it. That said, one could ask the same question months down the line as an act of reflection. I may ask again if cool, but even so, best we, Robert. So basically, Robert's asking, spoilers good or bad thing i mean I, I mean with the kind of I mean, leaning I, away from spoilers recently we've noticed they are yeah hence this week we're like what what, 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 what? <laughs> um i mean the thing is with something like that it's a bit different i think in this case because i think you need to sort of make people aware that oh, we're, we're doing this by the way just so you're aware we're doing we're doing this story okay mm -hmm. so if you've been affected by this this might be this might be tricky for you um it's why i was so surprised that the the a amy self-harm storyline seemed to come out of nowhere as well because normally mm. they tend to kind of give you i think trigger warnings is the term they they use for it these days isn't it um you know and so and they've done they did it many a time like i remember with um with chantelle dying they made it very clear that that was what that's the direction the storyline was going and because it's because it can be triggering to people that have been in that position um mm. so stuff like that i think they do sort of need to keep on top of um you know and in terms of should we should we have known I, the thing is i've got friends who watch eastenders are kind of like oh, i didn't want to know that why would i want to know that and it's kind of just like yeah but it's not about you is it really like your enjoyment of this isn't going to be that spoiled just because you now know which direction the story is going in when it's something like this you know it's it, you've, got to, yeah. you've got to think of other people with stuff like this i'm lucky enough not to have been affected by that touch wood um but lots of people have been it's a very common story so you need to sort of make people who have been in that position aware that it's being covered in the show that they watch yeah i mean they, they, with the amy story for instance because none of us knew that's where the story was heading there was at the beginning the continuity announcer did say there may be scenes yeah. ahead that uh some viewers might what? find what? interesting <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, and we, we, we're all a bit yeah. like, oh, hang on, what's going on here? Um, I mean, I don't mind spoilers, to be honest. I do like to be surprised, though. I do love the odd yeah, <gasps> every now and then. You know, I like to gasp yeah. every now and then. I like to fall on my bum off the seat every now and then. You know, I like to... You know, <laughs> there's, yes. there's moments where I, I do like it. Um, I, but you're right. There, There's also times when you have to be sensitive about people's feelings. You know, it, tr- it tr- could trigger uh, a lot of emotions, a lot of memories for a lot of people. It's, yeah. it's finding what's the right thing to make surprising and what's not the right thing to make surprising, which is like you. I was very surprised that they made Amy's story uh, a surprise. Uh, something that wasn't publicly broadcast or, or yeah. uh, known, other than perhaps the press who knew behind the scenes. Because as soon as that story came out, at the yeah. end of the episode, yeah. Metro was out, the sun was out, the, you know, everyone yeah, the, yeah. the press all since started releasing stories about it. So they knew it was coming. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think it's it's it, it's yeah. it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. I think you can always yeah. kind of get away with one or the other. But do throw us your thoughts about that in the comment section below, and you can give us your thoughts and questions and opinions at any time you like during the week, and you can do it by doing the following: you can contact us on Twitter and Instagram at Wolford Weekly. You can find us on Facebook at Wolford Weekly Podcast on YouTube. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and click the bell to get notifications about our spoiler videos. And you can email us on uh, robwolfordweekly at gmail.com or alexwolfordweekly at gmail.com. Thank you very much, Alex. Same time next week, shall we? No, uh, why not, eh? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, until then, lovely viewers and listeners, we love you lots. Mwah. And it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from myself. Have a lovely week to you all. Take care. Bye.